Welcome to the Jeffers Brief, only on Contra Radio Network. All right, all right. Welcome back, Intelligentsia, Super Intelligentsia. Welcome back. Glad you're here. Yeah, kind of a little busy last week. Tried to get a show in, couldn't quite do it. Going to do it now while I got some time. Doing it on a Monday, no less. So, but, you know, the thing... The thing with doing the show is this. The Biden jackassery is on full 24-hour roll. I can't keep up. I can't. I try, just can't. So I picked out a few, mind you, a few items of interest which I think you might enjoy. So I want to get it in there with you. Now, last time we talked, you talked about a few preppers out there, and patriots for that matter, too, because it's important. Um, the need for a security holster. Why you need it, how to use it, practice with it, all that stuff. We did that. All right. So, what do we want to talk about now? I can't tell you how distressed I am at that well, that Barnum and Bailey level clown show that goes on in Washington, D.C. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It just goes on and on. And it gets dumber by the day. It really does. I, 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 and I got myself to the point now where... I can turn on my local news, see what's really important, and then turn it off. I'm done. But it, it seems to me, Ameri- you know, America is falling. Let me rephrase that. The mainstream media is falling back into the same old routines. Have they not learned anything from the lock, the pandemic lockdowns? For me, we have learned one, we don't need nor do we care about anything that those professional pretenders, those narcissistic animals in Hollywood say. We don't, we don't care what they have to say. Don't care about their opinions. And two, professional athletes. Again, we got by without them. We don't need them. We don't. But we gotta have we gotta have the arts. We gotta have uh, we gotta have uh, movies and plays. No, we got plenty of them. In fact, we've got so many TV shows that we can rerun. I mean, so many movie plots. I mean, think about this. Hollywood has run out of ideas. That's why they're doing all these remakes and reimaginings of other movies. One that no one asked for and no one cares. Now you watch some of the network television shows now and they all have this veil. Well, sometimes it's it's not even veiled. It's just outright open. But they've got the woke factor 
into their 23-minute half-hour show. Personally, I, 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 I picked up on it when they brought the Goldbergs back. And about, I don't know, halfway through their season of the Goldbergs, they have this woke episode. I'm thinking, this is such bullshit, I can't stand it. Off, off, off. You know, I don't even watch half of it anymore because it's all garbage. And they're going to be sliding all these woke messages into commercials. For some reason, corporate America has bought into this idea that's being put out there that America is a race, systemically racist country. Okay. So they bought into it. Are you really surprised? After nearly 60 years of the liberals dominating academia and higher education, and then high school, and now it's filtered down to elementary school. Are you surprised the decisions corporate America is making considering that the supposed talent they're hiring coming out of college, they've been indoctrinated for 18 years, and then some. So you have to ask yourself, what is going on? Well, you're seeing the fruits of it now. And it's our fault for allowing it. Should have told them no. We're not doing it. You know what? If your child decides to go on to higher education, check out the philosophy of the school. If you don't agree with the philosophy of the school, do not pay them. Have your child pick a different school. There are plenty of colleges, universities, community colleges all over this country. They're there. And not all of them subscribe to the socialist moniker, you know, mon monkeying around that we hear out of Washington, D.C. It's pathetic. I'm glad my daughter's out. Now, my daughter also went to the DePaul Business School. Which she says, Dad, there are no liberals here. I said, well, I'm not surprised because you're at the business school, which requires people to actually work and make money, not have corporations gift it to them. Oh, thank you for the donation. Please, sir, may I have some more? Yeah, kiss my ass. Kiss both sides of my ass. In the meantime, what else do I want to talk about? You know what? The media is now admitting that Trump was right about pretty much everything in 2020. Oh, I know, say it ain't so. According to Red State, John Arthur, he's going to put this out. He says the former president of the United States sent a message to the public Saturday afternoon listing 10 news stories the mainstream media falsely claimed were fake news. You know, that kind of ironic isn't it the mainstream media calling something fake news that's all they deal in so have you have you noticed that they are now admitting and this is trump speaking he says that i was right about everything they lied about before the election president trump asked in reference to the media via an email to his supporters and he went on to list 10 stories from 2020 alone that the former commander-in-chief has been vindicated on calling into question just what the heck the media was focusing on all of last year. Well, we know what. So here's a little background. 
comparing what was being said at that time and what is being reported now. Now, the media first claimed hydroxychloroquine plus zinc would not help patients with COVID-19. Indeed, in November of 2020, NBC News ran a headline stating, the evidence is clear, hydroxychloroquine doesn't help COVID-19 patients. But now, new studies show the medicine traditionally used for anti-malarial purposes does indeed serve some life-saving benefit for those with critical stages of COVID-19. So you compare that to November of 2020, NBC News headline to this one from the Washington Examiner in June of 2021, which says, Study shows hydroxychloroquine and zinc treatments increased coronavirus survival rate by almost three times. Next, the media profusely condemned the Wuhan lab theory leak regarding the origins of the coronavirus as racist. But new evidence has emerged proving this theory is likely true. Even the Washington Post admits the media botched this major story. The media called the lab leak story a conspiracy theory. Now it's prompted corrections and serious new reporting, the paper recently declared. Third on Trump's list is the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. Remember that? Last fall, big tech and the mainstream media dismissed reports that the son of now President Joe Biden allegedly haphazardly forgot his laptop containing potentially incriminating and certainly embarrassing evidence at a computer store in Delaware. Major story implicating Joe Biden and possible Biden family corruption. Those who shared it were censored, but alas, this story too is true. You would think the media would be scrambling to investigate illicit activity between Hunter Biden, his father, and overseas business partners, but that seems unlikely. Just this week, the Department of Interior Inspector General reported that President Trump did not order BLM protesters to be removed for a photo op from Lafayette Square last summer for a photo op. On NBC.com, Jim Antley asked, Trump photo op at church wasn't why Lafayette Square was cleared. Where are the mea culpas? Democrats can't be for truth only when calling out Trump's lies. Not admitting, not admitting error amid new evidence debases the truth they claim to revere. Indeed, Antley concludes that perhaps Trump's list of bogus stories confirms that if liberals disapprove of the misinformation bubble that has allowed falsehoods about the 2020 presidential election to fester, they must recognize the role stories like this have played in creating the market for it and avoid creating a misinformation bubble of their own. Now, remember reports that the United States ignored reports that Russia had placed bounties on American soldiers in Afghanistan? This is also completely false, with no evidence backing the claim. Likewise, experts claim that President Trump would need a miracle to provide COVID vaccines by the end of 2020. Again, as you all remember, vaccines were not only ready by the end of the year, but they were also being distributed. Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was vilified by the media for opening his state. His argument was that safety and the economy must be balanced. Democratic governors like New York's Andrew Cuomo, California's Gavin Newsom, Michigan's Gretchen Whitmer, and not to mention the fat bastard in Illinois, Pritzker, locked their locked their own uh, locked down their own economies and kept people indoors. 
Now, thousands of deaths later, it seems like DeSantis had the proper approach. His state is doing phenomenally well economically and does not have a higher death rate than his counterparts in the aforementioned states. Of course, Red State has written exclusively on this topic from the get-go, defending DeSantis and exposing the fallacies of Democratic governors on the topic. Let's be honest about it. The Democrats politicized a disease, a virus, for their own cheap personal power grab. <clears throat> Don't take my word for it, take CNN's. Who say, despite, despite far fewer rules of restriction, Florida lands nearly in the middle of all states on the variety of coronavirus metrics. The state has had about 3% more COVID-19 cases per capita than the U.S. overall, but about 8% fewer deaths per capita. So more than 32,000 Floridians have died of COVID-19, and the state's per capita death ranks 24th in the nation. Next, thanks to the intrepid reporting by journalist Chris Rufo, the nation is above with parents and local school board meetings across the country fighting back against critical race theory. If you don't know what that is, go back a couple of episodes here on the Jeffers Brief. I told you and explained to you what critical race theory, or CRT, is. Anyways, it's an educational philosophy which not only teaches but puts into practice discrimination against white students. And truly, any student who believes that we should not judge each other by the color of our skin, but the content of your character. Leftists, of course, wrongly assert that uh, CRT is tantamount to simple diversity trainings and other inclusion methods. In 2020, Trump signed an executive order barring critical race theory from the federal government after Rufo reported anti-white male trainings taking place in the variety of federal institutions. And of course, Trump was maligned as a racist by the mainstream press. Again. Red State has touched upon this topic too, but the legacy media is not only starting to dive more deeply into what it means. Lastly, President Trump received almost zero credit for his southern border policies. Now that President Biden is repealing nearly every Trump era policy, the border immigration surge has returned. Mainstream media outlets are now admitting the border is the worst it has been in years. And keep in mind, these 10 stories were from 2020 alone. Imagine the amount of ink needed if we were to create a list of media lies for all of Trump's presidencies. One can't help but wonder how the election would have turned out in 2020 if we had a mainstream media who actually reported the truth and didn't simply run with the first thing that could harm President Trump's approval. We doubt that an honest legacy media will appear anytime soon, so in the meantime, keep listening to here, Contra Radio Network and others that we have as well as Red State, for the latest news delivered with accuracy, I might add. Well, it's true. It's absolutely true. Oh. It's amazing. Meanwhile, my friends, June 1. Now, you probably didn't hear this, but I did find it. China is threatening the U.S. with an intense nuclear showdown as it ramps up the atomic program as a vital deterrent against America. This is from The Sun. It's a news UK company. In other words, it's a British news outlet. 
Now, the Chinese Communist Party's mouthpiece newspaper launched a blistering, blistering attack on the West, saying China's nuclear plan was now vital to the country's strategic deterrence against the United States. Uh, Hu Jing, the editor of the Global Times, said the number of China's nuclear warheads must reach the quantity that makes U.S. elites shiver. We must be prepared for an intense showdown between China and the U.S., he wrote in a chilling op-ed for the Chinese state-run newspaper. In that scenario, a large number of Donfen 41, JL-2, and JL-3, both ICBMs launched from submarines, will form the pillar of our strategic will. The number of China's nuclear warheads must reach the quantity that makes U.S. elites shiver should they entertain the idea of engaging in a military confrontation with China. Read the Parasol Islands. Hugh said the intensifying U.S. strategic containment of China means it is important is to keep rapidly increasing the number of nuclear warheads and strategic missiles. I can bet you, you won't see any liberal organizations or left-wing organizations screaming about the Chinese ramping up the arms race with their nuclear arms. You won't see any protest in China, I can promise you that. So this is the cornerstone of China's strategic defense or deterrence against the U.S. On this basis, we can calmly and actively manage divergencies with Washington to avoid a minor incident sparking a war. He says U.S. hostility toward China is burning. We must use our strength and consequences that Washington cannot afford to bear if it takes risky moves to keep them sober. It comes after U.S. President Joe Biden's approval of extra weapons being shipped to Australia in preparation for a potential clash. Now, the Chinese President uh, uh, Xi Jinping has said he wants the country's military to be on par with the U.S. within the decade and to have overtaken its rival by 2049 which would be the 100th anniversary of the communist regime. Now, last week, China revealed a new stealth bomber capable of hitting major U.S. bases in the Pacific with nuclear weapons. The 5,000-mile range of the Xi'an H-20 means it is able to strike Guam and other key facilities, making it a game-changer. The development of the bomber has been kept under wraps by the Chinese authorities, but new images have now been revealed in the magazine Modern Weaponry, which is run by state-owned defense corporation China North Industries Group. The publication describes the aircraft a god of war in the sky, and computer-generated images show its remarkable similarity to the U.S. B-2 Spirit stealth bomber introduced in the 1990s. Now, uh, John Grevitt, a warplane specialist and Asia-Pacific defense analyst at Defense and Security Intelligence Source Jane's said the new plane was a significant milestone. If the aircraft becomes operational, it has the potential to be a game-changer, he told the South China Morning Post. The new bomber will reportedly be equipped with nuclear and conventional cruise missiles. The Royal United Services Institute for Defense and Security Studies suggested China's stealth bomber could give the country a truly inter- continental power projection capability. If you're a prepper, you know what we're talking about here. Our number one rival, you know, the ones that have been given Biden money, his family money, and stocks. Oh yeah, that country. 
pathetic, if you ask me. Uh, here, I like this one. Finally, the it's appalling to watch. The Australian media tears American media a new ass over its fawning over Biden, and, it, and oh, they drool on him. They give Biden a ton bath every chance they can. American media. And it, who wrote this? This is excellent. Brandon Morse. Very good, sir. You get a gold star today. The American media is so infected with leftism that it's ideological slanted to the point of tipping over. And it's highly possible that the media doesn't even know it. It doesn't have the ability to look at itself critically. And we get very real moments where the media asks Democrats what it can do to better help them along while on the air. The media in other countries can see it, though, and Australia's in particular can't help but dedicate a segment to it. On a segment during Sky News, Kenny on Media, Australian anchors and commentators took aim at the American media for its simpering and fawning over Joe Biden during the G7 summit, while the same media bashed President Donald Trump in 2018 against all reason. By the way, if you have watching NBC, I was watching the IndyCar race. I do like open wheel racing better than I do NASCAR. I, I prefer IndyCar. But they did a, right after the race, they did a special report news break. And in it, they're giving Biden just a ton bath. They're not never mentioning the absolute disaster that it truly is. But that's what we're getting. So, but mission creep going back to it so taking aim at CNN in particular the anchor compared the network report reporting on Biden in 2021 versus Trump in 2018 the difference was absolutely striking with CNN saying that Trump was in opposition to every world leader around him while everything about Biden seemed perfect and without trouble they drive to give the illusion that he doesn't have any disputes with any of these international leaders said the lead anchor the Australian writer Sophie Ellsworth said that Biden was extremely lucky to have such loyal media on his side and would definitely result in higher popularity thanks to his fans in the journalist sector. It's really quite appalling to watch, said Ellsworth. And what happened to straight news reporting, which doesn't seem to be existent there? Trump can do no right, added Nick Cater of the Menzies Research Center. There are considerable question marks over Biden's foreign affairs policies. They're not proven yet. Cater mentioned Trump's strength in foreign affairs in comparison, including his show's strength against China and the Abraham Accords in the Middle East. Meanwhile, Cater adds, Biden has yet to demonstrate whether or not he'll be able to utilize America's strength in order to make the country a leader on the global stage. I would be much happier to see Donald Trump at the G7, I think, he concluded. Here. You know what? Here, let me play it for you. I will play it for you. I want to go to the U.S. now because the media has been gushing as their beloved Joe Biden prepares for his trip to the United Kingdom to attend the G7 summit. Listen to how CNN is reporting this momentous event. Joe Biden is stepping onto the world stage for the first time as president and equal to foreign leaders. Now let's go back in time to 2018 and see if those same newsrooms offer the presidency of Donald Trump such light and positive coverage. Attic and deepening G7 divide. Better put, perhaps, 
as G6 versus 1. <laughs> Sophie, uh, they're essentially, they're, they're, they're calling it the G6 when Trump's there, but Joe Biden's there and it's, and it's momentous and it's positive and it's glowing and, and it's, it, they're trying to give the illusion that he doesn't have any disputes with any of these international uh, leaders. <laughs> what do you think of that? I just think Joe Biden is a, a lucky person. He has got <laughs> all the media on his side, or most of the media on his side, particularly CNN, uh, completely at odds with what they did to Trump. So, uh, you know, his popularity surely can only win from this because he's getting so much positive PR through the journalists who are massive fans of him. It's really quite appalling to watch. And what happened to straight news reporting, which doesn't seem to be existent there? Nick, it's not really journalism, is it? It's, it's, it's they're stenographers in a way, aren't yeah. they? They're, they're yeah. documenting history, but they're not being critical. But mm. with Trump, Ultra critical, inflammatory in some in some Always, way. always. Trump could do no right. I mean, give Biden, <laughs> give Biden his jury. He did get to the top of the Air Force One steps without jumping over his shoelace. Good on him. But look, I mean, the, the reality is, you know, if you talk to Greg Sheridan on the Australian or anybody who knows about foreign affairs, there are considerable question marks over Biden's foreign affairs policy. It's not proven yet. Uh, whereas it was the one area, in, in fact, in which Donald Trump did very well, pivoting on China. Uh, bringing about the Abraham Accords, which, which is a big step towards peace in the Middle East. The, the worry about Biden is whether he really does have control or, or really the, the nerve or, or, or the confidence to impose American power in the way that Trump did. So, you know, I'm much, I would be much happier to see Donald Trump at the G7, I think. There you go. Now, CNN's ratings have been cratering to record lows in the post-Trump era. Are we surprised? One of the reasons why is that CNN had invested itself so much in the anti-Trump narrative that Trump being removed from office would have been the worst thing for it. Sure enough, the first week of Biden's presidency marked the beginning of a steep slide in ratings for CNN. But the anti-Trump narrative was born from hardcore adherence to leftist politics, and CNN continued to cling to Democrats, more or less becoming a propaganda arm instead of a news network. Sadly... This kind of obedience to Democrats is seen throughout the media in varying ways with few exceptions, including OAN, Newsmax, and Fox News. The problem of bias is so obvious and loud that across the sea, people are taking notice and laughing about it. Unfortunately, it's not that funny. It just isn't. Where am I? Oh, that's right. That, <laughs> that's my Biden. Where am I? What am I doing? Joey, regular say, Joey, always know where you're at, know what you're doing. <laughs> Fool. Oh, you know what I'm thinking about, my friends, is um, I. We have a we have. Let me back up. We have quite a few different shows on Contra Radio Network now. We have the independent mouth with Anthony Williams. You know what? Some of the stuff isn't about prepping. Some of his stuff isn't about politics. Sometimes it's just he has an interview with somebody, and it's fun. It's fun to listen to. It's funny what they say. Something different. We wanted to you know, jack it up. Of course, we have the prepper guy, Mark Boyle. I've got Carl Gallup's with Freedom Friday. And just found out that there's been some issues with the right side of politics with Chuck and Dersh, which is being uh, 
addressed today. We'll get that back on. I know you've a lot, a lot of you liked it. A lot of you watched it. And you got the lightning report with Dave Kirshner. Now Dave's going on sabbatical during the summer, mainly because he can't. He's got older kids, and they don't shut up long enough for him to do a show. So he'll be. He posted his last show for the summer, Saturday, and he'll be gone. And he'll be off the air until August. So again, we have many shows. I'm looking. Now, it's always been my intention to try to build an aggregate type of uh, network, so to speak. However, I think I may have found one, which I'm looking into with Anthony Williams. And that's all I want to say for right now, because I always get a little crazy on it. And it's like, let's just take a bit of time here. Let's see what plays out in the next couple of weeks. We could be doing television. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. I know you're going, what? I want to know more. We all do. That's why we need a couple of weeks to figure out what's happening here. Now, here in the tyranny state of Illinois, they finally decided to reopen. It should, this state should have never been closed. The amount of financial pain that has been inflicted by the Democratic Party in Illinois, because they have the supermajorities in both houses and the governorship, is unforgivable. Unforgivable. So remember that. Remember which party it was. What I had to correct some people on social media who accused, well, Donald Trump shut down the economy. Not true. Not true. The respective governors of each state did so. Now we have the feds who want to control everything. Look, the federal government doesn't do anything very well. It just doesn't. Mainly because there's too many bureaucrats. That's right, the world needs more bureaucrats like I need another hole in my head. The fact is, the federal government just doesn't do anything very well. And when it tries to do something right, it screws it up. They can't help themselves. Mainly because you're dealing with people who don't work in those particular industries or sectors. They're just bureaucrats. Oh, I'm a, I work at a government career. Yeah, but you haven't, what have you done? What service have you provided to the citizens of this country, to the taxpayers? Oh, uh, yeah, nothing. So, and as for Fauci, I, I'm under the impression that Fauci should be investigated. Now we've got his emails. It's time to start taking a good hard look at Fauci and those people that want to find, you know, gain of function with this particular virus. Is it possible that perhaps Fauci could be charged with crimes against humanity? You might be able to make a case for it. Now for you people watching the Arizona audit, my friends, I don't know how, I mean, I, I, I've read I've read the, uh, President Trump's tweets about how he thinks he'll be reinstalled back in office in August. I don't see how that's possible. 
not because of the election, but because of the way the laws are written, the procedures that have been gone through. I don't see, and I, I could I could have missed it. I could be I could very well be wrong. I don't see a remedy for when an election goes bad. When we have an election that's been well stolen. How do you remedy that? Now the courts, the federal courts have made it plain that they have no interest in anything other than maintaining their own power. So I don't know. I don't I have not given any money to the Republican Party. I have many requests to do so. I will not do that. And the reason being because the Republican leadership in the House and the Senate leaves a lot to be desired. And I don't think I should reward them by giving them money. You did a complete change of leadership, and I'll tell you why. The Democrats demand the Republicans be flexible. Why they themselves are inflexible. Don't make demands, you just do what you're told to do. And that's kind of the way they're looking at it here. Yes, there's a lot of sheeple in this country. There are. I see people walking outside and they're still wearing masks. Since when do we have to wear masks outside? I don't know. This, you know, I believe the CDC, the Department of Justice, and all, and just about all of its branches, have no credibility left with me whatsoever. Just don't see it, my friends. Don't see it. Don't have it. You know, I don't... Um, I don't know how long Joe Biden's going to last. But there's going to be a lot of damage done to this country. So... And yes, we've all, and no, I, you know what? I haven't been on social media that much either the last couple of weeks. Social media is the toilet of the internet. You know, it, it, it's just as, social media is just as bad as the mainstream media. You read all kinds of stuff and you're going, what in the hell are you people talking about? And you have to remember, on social media, everybody has an agenda. Everybody has an agenda. Oh, please like me. Please like me. You know what? Not interested. Oh, please like my post. Oh, look, here's a cat playing piano. Okay, so what? I don't know about you, but I've seen... Now, my wife, she likes to watch a lot of the reality television shows. And, of course, with the reality television shows, there's always one person every week on those shows who has a sob story my parents passed away you know what welcome to the world that's life in the, on the, on this planet well my my brother had cancer yeah people get cancer it sucks yeah but don't sit there and try to pump me for sympathy no realize what it is what it's for it's there to try to gather your sympathy, to manipulate you, to make you feel a certain way. Same thing with the mainstream media. You sit there, watch your local news, and they have some story about, you know, 
It's a feel-good story. No, it isn't. It's a sob story that provokes support for your agenda. That's what it does. That's the way it is. So, anyways. Um, for those of you that might be interested, June 30th, I am leaving, driving down to Tombstone, Arizona. So if you'd like to meet myself, the prepper guy, or even Don Lowry, feel free to get a hold of me. Contra Radio at Live.com. Contra Radio at Live.com. I'll give you the details. You can hang out with us if you want. But anyways, we're heading down there. June 30th, and we'll be there. Eh, I'm going to take, take a few days getting there. I'm not going to drive like a maniac to get there. But um, I will be, um, we'll be arriving probably July 3rd, and we'll stay to about July 8th, July 7th or so, somewhere around there. So we'll spend, you know, four or five days there. Anyways, so if you'd like to meet us there, meet me, have a chat with me. Maybe we'll come on and do a show together. I don't care. Whatever you want to do, you tell me. All right. So until next time, I'm John Jeffers right here on the Contra Radio Network on the Jeffers Brief saying thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. And tell your friends to tune in. All right. Till next time, be safe, be alert, be vigilant. And have an American day. Have an American week. And you're not alone. You're a patriot, you're a prepper, you are not alone. All right. Till next week. Have a good one.